So good morning, everybody. Uh, just take the mics on, and we're good to go. Let's uh, open up with prayer. Father God, uh, just give me the words to say today. Um, I pray that um, just whatever um, everyone here or, or everyone online just needs to hear that um, they will just uh, take that and apply it to their lives, Lord. I pray that um, you'll just give me the strength, um, the guidance, um, and uh, I, I give you all the glory, Lord. I love you and I praise you. Amen. So, uh, if Tim was uh, here, he'd, he'd make fun of me because he says I'm always stealing my uh, sermons from the men's study. Uh, so today I'm literally stealing my sermons from the men's study. Uh, we just got done a uh, journey uh, through the Stepping Up series. And what the series was is um, it's uh, just a challenge to men uh, to be courageous. Um, to uh, take the steps in their lives they need um, in order to be the man that God desired them to be. Um, one of the, the questions I'm going to talk about today is, all right, what is your vision? All right, they challenged that, us with that question uh, during the series, and I can uh, be honest with you and say I never really thought about a vision all right, as, a, as a man, as a, a man of Christ, or as a man of um, my family. Um, and they, they focus on the application of what's your vision for your family. Uh, and when, when I think about this, I was, I was challenged. I was like, all right, uh, my vision for my family, I want them all right, to, to grow in, um, in God. I want them um, to, to grow physically. I, I want all these things. Um, but I never really thought about how I'm going to do that. I'm not, I'm, I didn't really put much thought into that. I kind of just, I'm a day-to-day -day type of guy. I think a lot of guys are day-to-day. -day. We don't really look at the long-term uh, plan right there. Uh, so uh, today I want to just challenge us into thinking, what is your vision? What is your long-term uh, view right there? And um, what do we need to do to, to get there? As a parent or a spouse, we often pr focus on provision, uh, providing uh, the needs of our families. The study brought up a point that stuck with me in terms of provision. It said, the emphasis on provision is vision. Right, the pro part word indicates before or ahead of time. The vision speaks of sight or seeing. All right, what does that mean? It means looking ahead. It means giving direction, anticipating needs, defining the destination, or as they said, riding ahead of the wagon. Right, so they gave the example out in Western times and old cowboy times. Uh, where they would have a scout that would ride ahead um, of the, the, the wagon train. Um, and their job was to make sure that they were, all right, there was the provisions they needed, all right, while ahead, there was to make sure that there was nothing ahead um, and that would be harmful, all right, to the, um, to the train. Um, and kind of had me thinking, well, that's, all right, that's our job as parents. That's our job as adults is to, all right, plan ahead, think ahead. Um, so I want to uh, kind of talk through that today. Um, and uh, just challenge us with that. Another question they asked is, when does a boy become a man? All right, uh, when, does, when do we really transition from childhood into adulthood? It certainly can't be just age. I know people who still aren't are adults. Um, I'm not looking at you, Mark, sorry. Uh, so there has to be something else. And I think, to me, the, the two questions, what is your vision and when do you become a man, are kind of go hand in hand. You become a man when you have a vision, all right? When you say, all right, this is what I want my life to be. This is where I want my family to be. This is where I want to go, all right, to the future, all right? And then you make a plan to get there. 
up until that point, you're living for the day to day. I mean, kids don't, they wake up and they're like, all right, what am I going to do today? You know, they don't think about, I mean, three years from now, what's going to go on? Uh, they don't really think about um, anything. The most thinking they probably do or plan they do is when it gets close to Christmas, they're like, I better be good. I'm, I'm, I'm planning to be good for the next month because I really need that Xbox or I really need that new toy. But they really don't all right, think too far ahead. I think the first, I'm going through it with my oldest son, uh, Colin. Uh, he's getting ready to go to college. He's a senior in high school this year. And uh, as he gets ready for college, as he get, prepares, as he decides where to go to college, I think it's that first kind of step, saying, all right, I'm going to college to do this. I'm going to college uh, for this reason so that I can uh, get a job, so that I can uh, start to provide for my family, so I can start taking those steps uh, to, to manhood. So uh, for me, that kind of hit me. Um, it, it, it just um, it made me really think about it. All right, he's at this age right now where he's, he's about to take that next step. Have I done enough, I mean, as, as a man, as, a, as his father, to prepare him for manhood? The beauty is, if I didn't, all right, I still got more time. All right, if you didn't, or you still have more time. There's uh, literally uh, no time when you can stop pouring into your kids. There's literally no time that you can uh, say, well, too late, I give up. Um, so uh, today I want to focus on the spiritual vision for our families and the provisions needed to make it stick. I want to focus, I want to read from the oft-memorized Psalm 23, uh, to look at God's vision and provisions for us, and also what it means for us to lead those around us. Uh, so let's read the word together. Uh, psalm 23, starting in verse 1. A psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The psalm begins, the Lord is my shepherd. Let's take a look at the role of a shepherd. A shepherd's our job was to all right, tend to the sheep. The sheep were very valuable in time. They provided food. They provided wool. They provided skin. So somebody needed to be with the sheep 24-7. It was not a glamorous job. It was you were out in the fields, sleeping under stars. You didn't probably didn't all right, get the hygiene all right, that you would uh, want. You wouldn't get the time. You can't just say, all right, you guys, all right, I'll be back in an hour. I'm just going to go wash up and stuff like that. You had to be with them 24-7. Uh, it kind of sounds like the job of a parent. All right, um, the hygiene part, I, I get that in. All right, but uh, when, I, when the kids were younger, it was a little, a little tougher, I tell you. Uh, so, uh, but it's a 24-7 job being a shepherd. The Lord all right, is all right, my shepherd, says David here. Okay, the, God is there 24-7 for us. 
all right? He understands all right, what we need. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He provides for our every need. All right, he he all right, all right, brought us into existence. He made us in his image. All right, he is our shepherd. Uh, David says right there, it doesn't say he is our, our shepherd. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. There's a personal statement right there. Okay, I know for, for kids, all right, first couple days of school, you might come in and say, oh, that's our teacher. All right, and then all right, as you build a relationship with the kids, a couple months later, you'll walk in the same, and they'll say, that's my teacher. There's that personal relationship right there. He's saying, well, obviously, he's the shepherd of all of us, but in this case right there, I'm, I'm speaking of my personal shepherd, the one who provides for my every need. All right, why does he provide for every need? All right, not because he needs to. That's the difference between the Lord being a shepherd and the shepherd all right, in those times. In those times, all right, the, the people needed the food. They needed the, the, uh, the provisions right there. All right, God doesn't need us. He wants us. All right, he is the perfect shepherd in that all right, um, everything he does all right, for us is, is out of love. Uh, in John uh, 10, right, verse 11, uh, our Jesus refers to himself as the good shepherd. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Why does Jesus lay down his life for us? Uh, I think verse 3 answers this question for us. On verse uh, 3 of Psalm uh, 23, verse 3, it says, okay, to restore our, my soul. All right, Jesus laid down his life all right, because sin had destroyed us, each and every one of us. He laid down his life to restore our souls. All right, there's no other way that we can uh, uh, join into this personal relationship with God except through Jesus and the sacrifice he made for our sins. Only his blood can restore that relationship. The, the thing I fear the most as a father, and I, pardon me, every time I talk about father, I get a little emotional, I apologize for that, but um, is that my, my boys, um, this relationship all right, that I have with, with God, they will have that same relationship. And what I mean is I don't want them to have a mirror of my relationship. Beyond a mirror, it's empty. There's nothing there. I don't want them doing what I do because they see me doing it. I don't want them uh, saying what I say because that's what they hear me say. I want them believing it in their hearts. I want them to say, the Lord is my shepherd. Once they make that, that declaration, then verse 3 continues. All right, It, it says what uh, he does for us. He says... Um, he all right, leads me, okay, uh, it leads me in paths of righteousness. Verse 2, it talks about he makes us all right, do something. Verse 3, it says he leads us. Okay, we can, uh, God doesn't make us our walk in his way, so it would be a whole lot easier if he did. Like, all right, I'm saved, all right, I'll give my life to you, Lord, now just make me right, follow your ways. It would be so much easier. He leads us there. He says, uh, this is what I want you to do. All right, provides for that in the word. All right, now, all right, I'm going I'm to lead you. As parents, we can't make our kids do we want them, what them want them to do. We just can't. All right, sometimes we try, and it, it kind of hurts. Uh, but uh, we have to all right, lead them in paths of righteousness as well. 
If God's vision for us is that we walk in paths of righteousness, it just makes sense that we would have that same vision for our families. And I think the, the key to doing that falls at the end of verse 3. It says, he leads us in paths of righteousness. Why? For his name's sake. For his name's sake, our sins are forgiven. Not for us. For his name's sake, are we to follow in his footsteps. For his name's sake, we pray. For his name's sake, we read the Bible. For his name's sake, we have no other idols. All right? We have nothing before him. All right? He is our first and foremost. This is all done for his name's sake. For his name's sake, we demonstrate love to others. Our vision for our families has to include the reason for why they're doing everything. They're not doing everything to make me proud, to make me happy. They're doing everything for the name of their Lord and Savior, for the one who breathed life into them, for the one who provides their every need. Why do we walk in passive righteousness? For his name's sake. The verse 6 uh, kind of finishes up, I think, God's vision. Not finishes up his vision, but kind of puts a nice little package around it um, where it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I believe God's vision for us is that we know him as our Lord and Savior, that we follow him in his ways for his name's sake, and that we dwell with him forever. This is the same vision I have for my flock, uh, for those gods I place uh, under me are to shepherd, are to pastor. We know God is our Lord and Savior. We follow his ways for his name's sake, and we dwell with him forever. So that's the first part of the vision, uh, where we want to get to. All right, when you get your job, all right, you're like, all right, well, I want to be vice president. I want to be whatever. You, want, you have that destination in mind. We now have the de- destination. All right, now are there steps to get to that destination. That's where the provision right, takes place. All right, so uh, what am I going to provide, or, or how am I going to provide what's needed right, for it to take place? Okay, um, this, is a, this is my challenge for us, all right, where the saying, ignorance is bliss, all right, is not one that applies in this, this all right, uh, context right here. If we ignore our families and just hope that they meet that vision, okay, just like the sheep, if we ignore the sheep, all right, guess who won't ignore the sheep? The fox will not ignore the sheep. The wolf will not ignore the sheep. All right, he, will get, he will prey on the sheep. So ignorance is not bliss in this context right now. All right, what is bliss is dedication. Okay, what is bliss all right, is um, being deliberate all right, in, in how we uh, make these provisions. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not standing here saying I am perfect in this all right, by any stretch of imagination. All right, Jeff would not stand up here and tell he's perfect, perfect in this. Okay, this is an ongoing process. Uh, and a quote we heard in the, the study uh, was from G.K. Chesterton that says, if a thing is worth doing, it's worth doing badly. Even if you don't have a great plan, all right, you have to start with a plan. 
All right, you have to all right, dedicate your life all right, to growing your family to meet the vision all right, that God has in store for us. So how do we do it? Let's jump back uh, to verse uh, number two. Verse number two says, all right, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. So here he does make all right, uh, something happen. Okay, as, as the good shepherd, as, as, um, as our personal shepherd, uh, God makes us lie down in green pastures. All right, that's the peace all right, that, that God gives us. I know for me, uh, when I dedicated my life all right, to God, there was a peace about me. I was no longer as angry as I, as I was at some point. I was no longer as lost as I was. There was peace there. I think for us as parents, we need to make our, our flock, or make our children uh, lie down in green pastures as well. Uh, what does that mean? All right, so green pastures, uh, I read up on this. It says if a sheep is put into green pastures, it will almost immediately lie down and just start to eat. All right, that's that peace right there uh, that God gives us. If, it, if a sheep is put into a, uh, a, a pasture where there's no grass, it's going to wander aimlessly and search for food, which is not there. It's going to tire itself out. It's going to wear itself down looking for something that's not there. What does that mean for us as parents? All right, we have to make our flock our partake in the word. We have to make them read the Bible. If we don't, they're going to find, they're going to wander aimlessly and find what, what they're looking for elsewhere. They're going to find it on YouTube. They're going to find it from their friends. They're going to find it from the teachers. They're going to find it from uh, whatever internet things are out there. There's more, I don't even know what they are these days. Okay, they're going to find it elsewhere if we're not pouring into them. Okay, if we're not making them lie down in green pasture, we're not making them all right, partake of the only substance, the only food all right, that is necessary for that spiritual growth that we want. That comes from the Bible. Uh, Jeff talked about uh, Uversion uh, app and, and start, starting a study as, the, as a church together. Um, I'm, I'm on board. I've been doing study with my family for, for years now. Um, uh, every, all right, and I'll miss a couple days here and there, but all right. So uh, I, I try every week, all right, start out either a week study, two week study, or whatever the study might be. Um, and I've even included uh, my brother, his family, my mom. Okay, remember, I said it's not too old. You're not too old, all right, to, to still uh, partake in the word with your family. Okay, if, if we don't make our kids, all right, uh, be in the word, okay, uh, they are going to all right, fill it with something else. They're going to fill their time with something else. They're going to fill their minds with something else. If, they're, if your kid's young and he's not on version, he doesn't have a phone, okay, read it to him. Spend some time uh, reading uh, the word uh, daily. Set an alarm on your phone. All right, you know what, 8 o'clock every night we're going to sit down and read right before you go to bed, whatever it might be. Okay, if they're teenagers like I have, or I have you version app, but, but be on them. Oh, did you read today? What'd you, you know, what'd you think? What was, um, what'd you I learn about it? What'd you think about it? Uh, the you version, the great part of the, the studies, if you do it together, is at the end, it always has a little part. You can put a little chat. You can say something. Oh, this is my favorite verse, or this, um, this is what meant to me today, or, or this is what I'm going through today. Okay, share with each other. 
Um, if they're out of the house and your, your kids all right, are older and have their own families, all right, the app is perfect. All right, you can do that. You can still communicate with them. You can still be in the Word together with them. When it says he makes us lie down in green pastures, okay, uh, it's like us as parents making our, our, our kids eat corn and, instead of candy corn. Okay? They probably prefer the candy corn, okay? but we know the corn is what they need right, to grow. I don't, I, don't, I don't like candy corn either. I don't know how anyone likes that, but a whole other story. Okay? Um, uh, David, the writer of the psalm, wrote in Psalms uh, 119, verses 47 48, For I find my delight in your commandments, which I love. I will lift up my hands towards your commandments, which I love, and I will meditate on your statues. David was not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. We know that, all right? But he, it was often said he was a man after the, uh, God's heart. And why was that? A big part of that is he loved being in the Word. He didn't even have the whole picture we have right now. All right, he's, he's focused on a very small portion of it, but he loved all right, following God's commands. He loved all right, being in his word. The next part on verse 2 uh, indicates that God leads us beside still waters. Our right, sheep will not drink from, um, from water that's flowing too fast. All right, they fear getting in the water and then swept away. It's a, a valid fear. All right, we too... Okay, as parents, all right, have to all right lead, all right, our our children are right, besides still waters. All right, what does that mean? That means all right that if we know there's potential dangers, we have to steer them clear from it. Okay, when uh, my youngest son Justin was a freshman last year, he made the the varsity basketball team. We were proud of him, everything like that, uh, but there was a worry inside of me too. I worried. I said. All right, he's going to be with these older kids. You know what I mean? There's going to be some, some dangers right there. So I sat down with him as a father, and I said, look, you have to be aware that there's, you're going to see things, you're going to hear things, you're going to have some things that you might not have been aware of before. They might ask you to come to a party. You're going to say, no, you can play me. I don't care. Um, you can make up an excuse. I really don't care what you do, but you're not going to, you're not going to, I'm not going to put you in harm's way. It's my job to lead them beside still waters. We shouldn't be questioning the movies. We should, no, don't watch that. You're here watching something on uh, YouTube. I hear a curse, and I got, my kids know. They hear, I hear a curse on there, I'm like, it's off right away. Um, we, should, we, should, we should have restricted content on the phones. They shouldn't be able to do whatever they want on their phones. Like, this is us leading our children beside still waters. This is us not wanting them to get caught up in the current of sin that is so rampant in this world today. Verse 4 uh, says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, all right, they comfort me. So Jeff happened to have a rod and a staff all right, in his back office. I don't know why, okay? Uh, but it's a great visual. The staff, okay, was there. The, uh, shepherds carried the staff, all right, so they could literally, all right, all right keep their sheep, okay, all right, kind of close to them. All right, this was meant to keep 
all right, the flock near. As parents, we should be carrying this as well. We should be spending time with our kids, all right? If the schedules aren't crazy, okay, we should be having dinner with our kids, okay? We play games with our kids. When we do this, they actually enjoy spending time with us. All right, they, they, we, we're able to pour into them. Even if we're not preaching to them all the time, all right, we're able to pour into them, our, pour in our love to them. Uh, and it says, uh, I will fear no evil. Well, they don't fear evil because they know our, we're there with them. They know our, our, um, uh, our, our staff right here will keep them close. All right, the other thing it says right there is they have a rod, so there's no little end on this. Okay, this was, all right, a little bit more uh, purposeful when they're doing our this. This is for protection, okay? I read that they would even have a knob at the end, maybe put some nails on there uh, so they could really protect. They're out, the shepherd, he's out in the field. He's got all these sheep, which are very valuable, all right, and he needs to protect them. Guess what? He's going to do whatever it takes to protect them. As parents... Are we willing to do whatever it takes to protect our kids? The evils of this world, all right, have no, don't really care about us. They don't really care, okay, that we're trying, we have this vision, and we're trying to have our kids, all right, have a relationship with God and walk in righteousness. They don't care. Sin doesn't care. For us as parents, we have to be ready, all right, to yield a weapon against any sin that we see arise. When the scout went ahead, if he saw all right, something ahead of the wagon right there, all right, he didn't just ignore it, okay? He all right, combated it. He took it on, or he made a plan, or he, you know, he got back. If he saw it early enough, he got back, and, and they made a plan to go in a different direction. But if it came close, he was prepared to do whatever he had to do all right, to keep that away. As parents, all right, we need to all right, um, yield our rods, and right, we need to be ready all right, to use them all right, um, to protect our flock. Verse 5, it says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. So God has made a, all right, uh, is making preparations all right, for us. Okay, he has a table all right, in front of us. All right, uh, this, he's giving us everything we need. We don't know it because we think we need our new car, we need all right, something of this world right there, but God has everything we need, he provides for us. Okay, he sent the Holy Spirit to be with each and every one of us once we believe in Christ as our Lord and Savior so that we can um, be prepared all right, amongst the enemies, amongst in the presence of, of the enemies. He knows we are living amongst the enemy. He's given us the Holy Spirit to combat that. Last part of the verse right there says, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. I have a little demonstration I want to do, and this is really for Dom, or no one else, no one else else you have to watch. Okay, but Dom likes my demonstrations for some reason, so. All right, so, for the demonstration, uh, the question uh, I read, it was a good question, it says, if uh, God pours out on us uh, so much that our cup overflows, okay, where does the excess go? Where does that extra, you know what I mean? If it's overflowing, it seems kind of a waste, right? Uh, so I just want to 
Let me get this set up real quick. All right, so we got God here. He's pouring out into us. He's doing, all right, the more he pours into us, okay? Um, but he pours into us so much that we overflow. Okay, so this represents us right here, okay? And as we overflow, I just want to point out where that excess all right, is going right there. That excess, well, some of it's going onto the, the platter, so it won't get too wet up here, I promise. But that excess all right, is going all right, to our flock, that when, when he pours into us right there and, and we overflow right there, that excess hopefully is not being wasted okay, uh, on nothing. That excess are, is going into those that we love, those that are placed under us. Okay? As a pastor, all right, Jeff will say all right, that he, he gets poured into every single day. He reads the Bible. He's praying all right, so he can pour into us all right, on Sundays. Okay? As, as, a, as a father, okay, I'm reading, I'm, I'm doing all this all right, that's uh, required of me uh, by God so that I can pour into those under me. All right, my cup overflows. David understood this. He understood all right, the importance of, A, all right, being filled, all right, being filled by God, being filled by his word, all right, being filled with our time in prayer, all right, so that he could overflow all right, into his all right, children, into his flock. All right, and uh, David became king, so his flock got even bigger. So he had even more had to be poured into him. Okay, are we overflowing with God's love so much so all right, that our, our uh, children, our flock, are being filled from it? That's a question that hit me. Is I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm pouring into them. I'm, I'm giving a little, right, here's a little, little drink right there and a little drink right there. Okay, but am I all right, pouring into them to the point where if I continue pouring, what would happen to their cups? They'd overflow as well. And then they pour into the next generation. All right, and, and the, the uh, path continues. I think part of the problem that uh, we live in the world today is we've stopped overflowing. We've just given a little bit here and a little bit there. And we're like, oh, that's enough. That'll, that'll be enough. That'll, that'll meet their vision right there. I, I read them, all right? I read, I read this, this verse once to them. It'll be good. Your cup doesn't overflow all right, unless you continue to fill it. As parents, are we continuing to fill our cups so that we can continue to pour in to our kids. So what, what's the vision for my family? This is, the, this is a statement I came up with. Our challenge for the men's study uh, was to come up to a vision statement. All right, so my vision statement is this. Uh, that they would know the good shepherd, and he knows them. I pledge to provide for them by being insistent that they partake regularly in the word, through studies and devotionals, so that they are well-nourished. I am devoted to living my life for God so that they receive the overflow, showing them what it means to walk in righteousness for his name's sake. I vow to protect them by being watchful for evil and steering them clear of compromising situations. That's the vision for my family.
my challenge for each and every one of you is, all right, come up with a vision, all right, for your families. Come up with a vision for yourself if you need to. Come up with a vision, all right, for those that you pastor, those under you. When you come up with that vision, uh, just remember who the focus, who the center of that vision must be. In Psalm 127, uh, verse 1, it says, Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it, in, who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. If your vision for your family is not based around God being the architect, engineer, and builder, it is all in vain. All right, with the new year starting tomorrow, all right, don't be afraid. Make a vision. Write it down. Type it. Put it in your phone. All right, screenshot it on your phone. So it, make it your, your screen, your uh, loading screen, whatever you call that. Okay, have a vision, all right, and make it a reality. 